Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. Give us a call, 86 if you want to have uh, a comment or do you, if you perhaps have a question on the conversation we're having about the court application and the court action regarding the Zimbabwe exemption permit uh, taking place in court right now. My guest for this conversation is Luke Mufaro, uh, who is the chairman of the Zimbabwe Immigration Federation. Luke, thank you so much for your time this evening. I really do appreciate it. Welcome to Night Talk. Good evening to you and good evening to all the listeners. Look, let's perhaps start here. The Minister of uh, Home Affairs says that he had given Zimbabwean nationals living in South Africa under this dispensation of the permit enough time to, one, apply for any of the other visa options that exist in South Africa to regularize themselves, uh, and enough communication had been done to that effect uh, to be able to give Zimbabweans the, the, the information Um, so that they know to apply. But more importantly, he then argues that various extensions have happened to allow home affairs in particular to be able to deal with the administrative uh, backlog that has resulted from this because some people applied and had waited for months and never heard anything back from home affairs. uh, And so extensions have been granted. But also that once the expiration date kicks in, those who can reasonably prove that they have applied and made means to apply but are still waiting uh, for feedback from Home Affairs, uh, will be exempted from uh, the effect of the expiration of the permit. What then are you in court asking the court to relieve you of? Okay. Thanks so much for the question. Um, Apparently, the minister said uh, we should apply for alternative visas, but we consider it as a flawed process because alternative visa applications make someone look like he's never been to South Africa. Like you go online and there will be questions like, when are you traveling to South Africa? You know, such kind of thing. Right. And it, uh, that's why we say it's a wrong application process because you can't ask, when are you going to South Africa when you're actually already living in South Africa? And then the second thing which is not working well is that... Um, about the waivers, which you have all heard about, when you apply for waivers, you have to write a motivation as to why you were employed and not a South African, right? I don't think it's proper to ask someone who is employed why he was employed and not a South African, because one cannot go to a job interview and then uh, get a job and ask the employer why, if uh, any reasons why the employer could not get a South African. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a wrong application process. The Department of Home Affairs was supposed to, to just waive um, to make an online application which is suitable for ZTP, where they should only request information which ZTP should have. Because you see, in 2010 when we got ZTP, it didn't come with condition that says 12 years later, guys, I'll need newspaper adverts for me to give you a waiver. I only reasons as to why um, you got uh, a job and not a South African, right? That is uh, something between the employer and the Department of right. Labor. But all yes. ZTP applicants and permit holders knew at the time of application, all the way back to 2009, that eventually this permit will expire. It was never a permanent solution. It was a temporary solution due to the large influx uh, of Zimbabweans leaving uh, Zimbabwe coming into South Africa. So surely then it's reasonable to for people to be able to answer some of the questions that Home Affairs puts to them, right? 
Yes. Apparently, uh, when we started in 2010, we did not have an idea that uh, the exemption permit to come to an end because the DZP had no conditions. And remember, when we did, when they started giving the DZP, uh, firstly, they had no conditions. Secondly, they uh, asked everyone who had ID who was permanent already and some who actually had asylum papers, right? Yeah. And they discontinued with whatever they had and joined uh, the DZP, and they were all given um, a DZP permit which had no conditions. And the conditions only came when they started the ZSP. But now they are waste because uh, of the way. Sorry, what are, those, what are those conditions? Uh, do you mind just outlining some of them, Luke? Okay, some of the conditions is the Labor Department certificate, right? Like I, I've told you, where one has to, an applicant has to explain why the employer employed him and not a South African, which is quite wrong to be asked for to the uh, applicant because uh, I cannot answer on behalf of the employer as to why they couldn't get um, a South African. Then uh, they now they also want some newspaper adverts, right? And uh, honestly speaking, in 2022, where can you get a newspaper outfit of how you got a job in 2009? Maybe, you know, those days people used to go on Gumtree or LX and apply mm. and get jobs. And then after getting jobs, uh, Gumtree can only keep outfits for about 90 So, So, so one of the requirements is that you need to prove how you got your job if you are a Zimbabwean with a permit in the country and you have a job. And they've got a job already and they want to... Uh, they, they want to have proof of how um, how I got a job and not a South African. That sure. is the whole reason for motivation for a waiver, which are hearing about all of us. And so, um, the, the current application process is also not working right. For all thousands of people who applied for waivers last year, I'll say almost 100% got rejects. And the rejections were given... Um, Citing reasons that there's high unemployment rate in South Africa. But then uh, look at this we are only 198,000 uh, CTP holders in a country of 56 million. That is 0.3%. And uh, not giving 178,000 CTP holders some visas because uh, we want to improve employment rate in South Africa. It will only be moving from 34.7 down to 34.3. No one will ever see where the change is. The problem in right. South Africa is illegal immigrants who are not accounted for, who are actually working. If there are yeah. 10 million, those are the people who can actually change the employment rate. So it's a totally wrong process which was not uh, done properly. That's why we call it uh, irrational decision. Because at the same time, um, you cannot stop someone who's permanently employed. When I got a job in 2009, I was working for Chinese newspapers in Randbeck. Then I got permanently employed. When you get permanently employed, you might start paying pension that is said to mature when you're about 60 or 65, yeah. right? And now, when you are in your late 40s, you are told to go back to Zimbabwe, and they haven't said anything about the pension which, are, which has to be paid monthly until one gets old, because mm. um, the DCP did not have conditions, and so would all accept paying for pension. Right. Give us a call. The number to dial is 086-000-2032. 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 
0614-104-107. Give me a, you can shoot me a WhatsApp voice note over there. You can tweet me, it is at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter, Oliver Dixon on Facebook. What are your thoughts around the litigation taking place at the moment uh, between uh, the applicants, uh, including the Zimbabwean Immigration Federation, the Zimbabwean Exemption Permit uh, Holders Association, um, the Helen Suzman Foundation against uh, the Department of Home Affairs. Give us that call. Let me know what your thoughts are. Perhaps you watched some of the court, uh, some of the oral arguments in court today. Perhaps you are affected and affected uh, by what the outcome of the court decision will be and by the permit. Do let us know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear from you. 86 Let's take a quick break. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. I'm in conversation with Luke Mufaro-Ziti, who is the chairman of the Zimbabwean Immigration Federation. They're in court against the Department of Home Affairs, the Minister of Home Affairs, in the minister's decision to not renew uh, the Zimbabwean exemption permit. They're asking the court to review and set aside the minister's decision uh, as unconstitutional and irrational. Uh, look, to that effect around asking the court to set aside the minister's decision uh, to not renew it, you're effectively asking the court uh, to declare the options available to permit holders as inaccessible um, and perhaps to convoluted and laborious, making it near impossible for them to access the alternative visa options that exist. What then does the alternative look like? What would you like Home Affairs to effectively uh, do? One, reopen the application process, I'm assuming. It remains open, I understand. But two, to make it easier for Zimbabweans who currently are permit holders to be able to participate in the uh, application process. What does that look like? Okay, uh, what department uh, only has to do is to make an application process for the TT holders, which is similar to the one we did in 2018, where one has simply has to bring a letter of employment, a copy of a ZPEP and a valid uh, passport, and um, that's all. Because all other requirements, like uh, foreign police clearance, they're asking for a police clearance from Zimbabwe, from a lot of people who have never been to Zimbabwe in the past 10 years. Mm. You know? So, like I said, the Oma face application process, which the minister said this is an alternative that you must do, is exactly the same as one who has never been to South Africa. Mm. Yeah. But it, that, that presents another level of complexity in that uh, if all the requirements are that you have to prove that you're employed, you have to prove that you are a permit holder, um, and that's the extent of it, that may lead to a situation where all permit holders uh, seemingly all get their permits renewed and then there's no distinction or there's no ability for the government to apply discretion, however discriminatory it can be, and all visa application processes all over the world are necessarily discriminatory to some extent, it then means that all permit holders will get automatically renewed. Is is and and, and that presents a challenge for Home Affairs, does it not? Uh, it won't be a challenge to Home Affairs when uh, applicants simply have to, to take a letter of employment or a contract of employment because they were employed uh, long sure. ago, more than ten years ago. 
So that is all what should be uh, required. And remember, uh, Department of Home Affairs is so incapacitated, right? They are failing to deliver. On our side, we sometimes feel like it's dysfunctional. Apart from 178,000 CTP orders, it's failing to give an outcome to only 56,000 other permit orders, 100 We have been waiting for the past several years. Um, from what I read on the internet, Oma Face is only able to do about three to 4,000 work or visas a month. Now you ask yourself, when are they going to finish um, making yeah. visas for 178,000 Zimbabweans? If you calculate well, that's close to four years, right? Mm. And uh, waiting for a visa for four years is, uh, is, is something not so good because the banks will close accounts of those people who do not get a valid visa. So what then will be the case for Zimbabweans who are permit holders but are not employed? Yeah, um, we have got a court case so that those who are not employed who are permit holders must uh, get permits because some have lost jobs due to inefficiencies by Department of Home Affairs. That's like what you do in South Africa when you apply for an ID and you get a job and still Home Affairs is taking ages to produce your ID. You won't get a job. Okay. So you yeah, you be disadvantaged. And uh, from what we heard from Home Affairs, why they can't process everything quickly, they said they they got a little money from Treasury on a budget. Yeah. They do not have enough money to employ more people to work on the issue of visas. Because during the budget, they got too little money. If you scroll back, it all happened during COVID that the government closed down companies. And that's how unemployment uh, mm. increased in South Africa. Because when COVID ended, a lot of companies which had closed could not open due to rent areas and closed permanently, and government could not collect enough tax, so they cut uh, budget for all departments. Home mm. Affairs is not even uh, uh, able to print temporary visas that last even 30 June mm. for anyone to go show employers. So some employers would not want explanation from the TP holders. All they want is to see a valid visa, and sure. the minister said, he only wrote in the newspapers that uh, the visas are, which show an expiry date of 31 December 2021 are now expiring 30 June 2023. Okay. And honestly, if I come to a place and say, okay, yes, my passport and yes, my permit, you look at my permit, it's expiring in 2021, but uh, according to the news article, uh, it now expires 30 June. You might find it unacceptable because you cannot go through... Uh, government directives because you do not buy newspapers. Yeah, I mean, but newspapers aren't the only place where they advertise. When I spoke to the minister, he said to me that they extensively tried to track and trace as many of the permit holders as they possibly could physically to give them letters, but they also made use of radio advertising and they also made use of, to the extent that they could, door-to-door activations to be able to inform uh, as many permit holders in Zimbabweans that uh, there's an expiration date uh, that's coming up and that they need to be able, that they need to contact the nearest home affairs or the nearest home affairs to be able to uh, regularize themselves uh, under a different visa regime. But I want us to take a, a couple of calls. You give us a call, 086-000-2032. Let's go to the lines. We're going to start with Noma, who's in Malvin. Noma, good evening. Good evening to you, Oli. Good evening. Go ahead. Yeah, there is a problem with this permit. That, uh, you know, 
it's like you don't even want to hear about anything that is related to this anymore. Because at first, the penalty that was given at the beginning mm. was no condition, nothing whatsoever. And we're not even told the reason why we've been given those penalties, right? It was only the smoking in of the Zimbabweans that was now, you know, coming into South Africa. Yeah. But what our question now is, why was the South African government not worried about the smoking in of the Zimbabweans from Zimbabwe to South Africa? They were supposed to look at the issue, the cause, why are the people living in Zimbabwe coming to South Africa? And then, if, you know, when a, a neighbor is in trouble, you can say, hold on, let me find out what is happening. Yeah. The, the other the other thing is, but no but no but my understanding is that my understanding is that a lot of Zimbabweans who came to South Africa around 2008 2009, 2008 2009 they weren't leaving the because they just wanted to. They were leaving because many of them feared for their lives. Rightfully so, right? No, 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 no. It was because of the economic problems that were taking place there, and the South African government was very much aware of what was happening. Sure. Yes. So then we come to the conditions that are in the permit, the second and the third one. You see, there are four conditions there. My main worry is on the condition number three, which says the permit is not is non-renewable nor extendable. Those two words are confusing. Mm. Right? Non-renewable nor extendable. So our question is, why were they renewing the permit? Were they renewing permits? The the, the woman says, why were they renewing the permits without telling us the reason why they were renewing them? Because we are just here now. uh, We are almost 13 years here. Yeah. If you came here 37 years plus 13, how old are you now? Mm. Right? So what what, what is it that is happening? Honestly, let us be be transparent. Okay. Let us not not put the people around us if we, we don't think. No, ma- thank you so much for your call. Really do appreciate it. Calling us from Malvern. Mbowana in Maikeng. Mbowana, good evening. Good evening. Go ahead, sir. Ye- yes, I got a question to, to the speaker who's speaking there. Sure. If the department saying they don't want Zimbabwean anymore, they must go. And then he's taking this route of going to court uh, with the crime that is in our country and their safety. Are they considering that rather than to just say, okay, let's go home and then start the... Sure. But I just want to... A beautiful question, Mbawana, but I just want to correct you there. The department is not saying we don't want Zimbabweans here, they must go home. The department is saying that the permit is coming to an end, the special exemption is coming to an end, and that uh, we urge all Zimbabweans who are permit holders to regularize themselves under the various other visa regime options that exist. It's not to say we don't want you here. Oh, yeah, because I wanted to hear from the point of their safety because we know our society, how sure. what is happening here. Okay, thank you so much for that question, Mbawana. Uh, okay. Look, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond, it, but I want to slightly rephrase Mbawana's question. Would Zimbabweans be better off today, and I'm talking about the vast majority of Zimbabweans who are permit holders who fled Zimbabwe out of political and economic turmoil and instability in Zimbabwe coming out of 2008, would they be better off today Continuing to live into in, in South Africa or to reconsider going back home? Um, I'll be honest with you. Thanks for that question. Uh, 
the situation in Zimbabwe has got worse than what it was in 2008. But the main issue is, like in my case, I'm permanently employed. Sure. I'm paying pension to the, which, which is set to mature when I'm 60. Sure. So even if the situation had improved in Zimbabwe, why must I go and leave my pension contributions, which are ongoing? Sure. Because if I discontinue paying pension, I will lose the benefits which are sure. to keep me when I'm 60 years old. Like what my sister Noma was saying in, um, uh, in, uh, from Malvin, right? Yeah. There were no conditions that uh, on BZP that say the permit is non-renewable. That condition was not there, and people started paying pension because they had an expectation that after four years you can renew visas. Because worldwide visas can be renewed as sure. long as someone yeah. is, uh, is really employed. Now look at this. Someone has got a child who is 10 years old today, born in 20 to 2011. That child only knows South Africa is his home and is a citizen by birth. If you take the father and send them back to Zimbabwe, what is the son going to do? Now if you, if you send me to Zimbabwe and I have a 10-year-old child, uh, it means the child right to apply for citizenship will not work because I'm no longer here. And the yeah. child cannot be taken to Zimbabwe to start school after spending 10 years going to school because when you change a child from here to Zimbabwe, there's no life orientation. There's no Sutu in Zimbabwe. There's no Sepedi or Africans in Zimbabwe. The subjects are completely different. Sure. They're actually saying, go back to where you were 10 years ago and start again. So reintegration would be near impossible is what you're saying. When it's old. So reintegration would be very difficult, is what you're saying? It will be, it will be okay. difficult. It's already difficult because some have got provident funds and agreements that you contribute so much money for the next 20 years. And you can't tell someone when it's now 12 years to say go back to Zimbabwe. What about the contributions he's doing? Because if sure. this continues, it yeah. all falls apart. Just one more question I wanted to take very briefly. Titus in Limpopo, hopefully you can squeeze it in in 30 seconds. Yes, how are you, uh, Oliver? I'm well, I'm well, Titus. Go ahead. Thank you very much. I'm concerned about this exemption because it's segregated. It takes only the black people back. I want to tell you that I'm working in a mine. In the mine here, we got the chambers, the Tolomash, the Hosfield, the Divine, the, all of them. They are from Zimbabwe. They are white people. Nobody is chasing them away. They've got houses. They've got businesses. Why only the black people? That's all what I want to ask. Fair question. Well, I'm not going to put that question to you, Luke, because I'm not sure that you're in a position to respond to that. But I'm going to leave it there and say thank you so much for your time this evening. Because I'm also very much worried that uh, they are only targeting Zimbabweans. Let's go to Deben. They are Indians. If they meet an Indian without a passport, what are they going to do? Mm. Okay. And it goes an Indians are from India, right? That's what Operation Budula has been recently doing. So. We felt like this is only targeted to Zimbabwe, but they target wrong people. The government is targeting uh, legal immigrants. What about 3 million illegal immigrants? Trust me, when 3 million illegal immigrants are removed from the system in South Africa, this is the only way or now employment rate to improve in South Africa. Now they are removing uh, people who are legal here and creating yeah. a humanitarian disaster. I call it a humanitarian disaster. Because 
178,000 people are looking after 1 million other helpless people in Zimbabwe, parents who are old and kids they have here. And let's say I'm married to, South, to a South African and we have got a 10-year-old baby, which, which was born, say, in 2011. Yeah, yeah, I, I, think, yeah I, I think you're repeating that point now. I'm going to have to pause you there, unfortunately, Luke. That's all we do have time yeah. for this evening. Thank you so much for your, for your, for your time. Really do appreciate Thank it. You. We're going to be taking a quick break. On the other side of that, we take a look at the impact load shedding has been having on South African hospitals after this.